I'm Daniel Frey and this is the Daniel Frey.me Talks, a podcast for anyone who wants to become or is already a developer. If you like to stay up to date with different technologies, learn from experts in the field and help you improve your career further, then this podcast is for you. I also invite you to follow us on DanielFrey.me. So let's begin. So hello everybody and welcome to another episode. And today with me is Avi. Avi, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience? Hi, Daniel. So thanks so much for having me on board. Uh, it's a real pleasure to be here. Um, so my name is Avi Lewis. Live in uh, live in Israel. Right now, I'm a software developer at Meta, the Tel Aviv office. And five months ago, I started posting a daily post on LinkedIn on various subjects related to computer science, degrees, entry into the high-tech world, LinkedIn branding, and so forth, um, writing in Hebrew. And very, very quickly, the engagement sort of like exploded. People really loved it. And um, it's been very, very positive. So that's I, that's how we uh, we got connected through that through there. My background is basically in computer science, have a computer science degree. I'm originally from Australia. Um, I also worked as a journalist before, so maybe that's where a bit of like the writing understanding of like how to craft posts comes in. And uh, yeah, that's that's me on one leg. Well, it's awesome to uh, to do this episode with you, and also thank you for joining. Um, obviously, in this episode, we're going to be talking about the developer branding, um, and uh, you know. When it comes to branding, maybe this is the the when we can start already to talk about it. Is what is then branding comes? Where does it come in the development world? Obviously, you said you started your, you know, your one post uh, thingy, like your initiative, and that it, it helps uh, other people. Um, and your background, which we're gonna uh, talk a little bit about later on. Um, but maybe to kick off. Um, this talk, we can start talking a little bit about what is branding when it comes to the dev world. Right. Well, I, I, I think that's a really good question. And I think that um, it really depends on what the target audience is and, and what the purpose of it is. Um, so I'll give you some examples. You could have branding uh, within a workplace situation, for example, that a developer, you, you, you're sort of like in the design stage of figuring out the architecture of the code. And then branding would kind of be a developer trying to sell his his uh, personal opinion on how you should build the product or how the architecture should be built. So that's one form of branding, which I actually prefer to call storytelling in a way. Um, then there's, of course, branding, just like the typical kind of branding on LinkedIn of, you know, a developer is looking for a new job. And now he has to sort of like sell himself in his profile so that he gets, you know, uh, he increases his chances of, of, of getting a job interview at various places. So there's various kinds of branding. I think that it's just a useful skill to have regardless. Obviously, obviously, brand, when, when people think of the word branding, they'll usually associate that with something commercial, something marketing oriented, you know, like um, like a large company will do sort of branding in order to brand its um, to, to, to sort of like brand it's to, to basically create its own brand or a small business will sort of brand itself um, like a local, like a mom and pop shop will sort of brand itself in like the suburb WhatsApp group. So I think that in, in general, like a lot of, especially today when like people are on social media, I think like the, the, the whole concept of um, effectively communicating um, 
and sort of getting relaying over your message to your target audience in the most um, effective and concise manner is becoming an extremely important skill that I believe everyone should have, not just developers, but really, really everyone. And it and it really does touch on various areas of a person's life and, and also in what, you know, a professional career as well. Right. Well, with all of the, those different branding um, methods, if you will, um, said, I think in this really specific episode, I would like to focus around the really the developer world. And obviously it is connected um, in a way to our day to day, as you mentioned. Um, and that is something interesting where we where do we find that, you know, that balance, I guess, um, between the social media, I guess, branding, um, as well as how you are, I guess, in a workspace. Um, this can be also something that we can uh, definitely dive into um, maybe later on. But um, really what I'm what I refer to whenever I, I, I think about I think branding is a, in the dev world. It is basically a developer that has his own blog, um, has his own maybe YouTube channel, um, talks about it in his social medias. Uh, whenever you talk to that guy, he talks about technology with you. Um, he's sharing things about, uh, you know, his opinion um, and basically builds kind of a name around himself um of of you know like an if you will an expert um and that is really what i um you know when i first saw your posts and you're obviously talking about versus topics it does start to give you you can say a feeling like this guy you know he talks about you know software engineering he talks about you know like different aspects it does kind of start to create a certain of brand about around yourself but as well as a name um you know if you will like a meaning to it more um but you know i've over the years i've seen that this trend is becoming more and more popular um of obviously like what i just mentioned now why is it in your opinion or maybe you think that it's not that popular um but i've i at least noticed that it is uh becoming more and more trendy um what are your thoughts around that yeah, so so I would maybe like classify that as more of outreach branding. So if I I guess I mentioned earlier two categories, one being like a person wants to find a job, so he sort of like brands himself in his profile. The other one is sort of like effective communication in the workplace, kind of trying to brand your project idea. Um, and then there's like the third type, which we're I guess we're going to be discussing today, which is more outreach branding. Um, a, an individual sort of like builds a build sort of like a brand does outreach on social media people get to people get to know him they produce content um so i think it is becoming more popular and 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 i think that you know social media has really democratized the playing field in terms of like who can who has a voice right so if in the past maybe 30 40 years ago the other people who had a voice was either someone who worked at a newspaper or someone who was on tv today really anyone in a very organic manner through social media can sort of reach that reach that audience. And that's why I think that it is, it is becoming more trendy and more popular. And like you see um, people who are experts in various fields, not just developers. Like I know there are some like, you know, lifestyle bloggers um, who would like, who have hundreds of thousands of followers and they're just like talking about how they live and what kind how they create food. Um, and then like you have 
Um, you have like athletes, obviously, and, and, and sports people. So I think it's very, very natural for, for like people in the, in the development technology world to, to sort of like brand and to outreach outside of their day-to-day work. And perhaps like the, the best example of this really is Elon Musk, right? Who's also a tech superstar, but he's also extremely active on social media and he engages with his fans and he shares his thoughts about the future. Um, and, and really does kind of present a more, sort of like a, like a more holistic view of, of who the person is. And then there's also like this, this interesting sort of overlap between a person's professional life and his personal life. So I can tell you that I, like, even though my day-to-day, uh, my job description is uh, so, uh, like a software developer, a lot of the stuff that I talk about sort of go goes out of that, my quote unquote area of expertise of like programming and computer science into other areas that I just find interesting, um, such as like effective communication. I also like, you know, the topic of like discussing uh, degrees or versus boot camp versus going to a college. Um, also just the, the, the whole idea of, you know, creating on social media. And, and I talk a lot about LinkedIn branding. So I think that social media has really provided that platform for people to express themselves. Um, and, 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 and essentially I, I think that you're seeing that a lot more where also people are not just expressing themselves, but they're also expressing themselves in areas that are quote unquote outside of their day-to-day occupation. Yeah. And I, I think that's, that's really interesting uh, way also to, uh, to look at it because indeed it just, um, gives you more of a place to be. Um, you know, to speak out loud your thoughts um, and have more people obviously um, reading your stuff um, as well as participating kind of in the discussions. Um, and that is also um, something that I really appreciate and like. Um, and I think that, you know, looking at what you're saying, um, you mentioned the uh, the social media that it kind of allowed now people to uh, speak their minds more when before it was a TV or you know like a certain show. Um, so it's kind of democracy for the uh, for the speakers and everybody can like kind of uh, talk out their opinion. Now, whenever we talk about like social media platforms, obviously there are many of them. Um, do you like have one that you? Um, Obviously, you work at Facebook, <laughs> but like, I'm wondering, like, is there one that you should be um, like recommending to use um, if 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 somebody's just trying to, um, you know, start building their, uh, you know, brand around uh, around themselves? So that that really depends on who your target audience is. Like, every single social network has its own unique ecosystem. Um, also, they have different. I think they have different target audiences. Sometimes they overlap. I know I can tell you as a user, I use multiple social uh, networks on on a regular basis. I think most people are like that too. But again, every social network has its culture. Um, the organic growth is different. The algorithm is slightly different. Um, I personally cross post to a, a number of social networks, including Facebook and LinkedIn. But uh, my, I would say that at this stage, my primary social network is LinkedIn. And I think the reason for that is, is, is simply just because of the organic growth that I've experienced in my post there has been much faster than any of the other places that I'm posting. And I think that's just because with LinkedIn, um, you're not limited to your direct connections in terms of getting exposure for posts. So if one of your connections sees your post in their feed and they like it, it automatically, the algorithm automatically shares that post to all of their connections. So very quickly, you can get exponential growth, um, even though you might 
be you, you might only have a handful of initial connections as opposed to like other sites where you're you might be limited just by like your number of friends right and unless they're actively clicking share which is maybe a little bit more of an aggressive action to like share and then write and then it takes a few more clicks as opposed to just clicking like so the organic growth for me on linkedin from very very early on has been just like astronomical so i think that my audience very quickly sort of was generated around the post in LinkedIn, even though I'm also posting to Facebook. And by the way, I also have people reaching out to me on, on, on Facebook as well, but, but there I'm, I'm not posting on a, on like a public page. I'm just posting on my personal profile. So I'm, I'm sort of bounded by my friends essentially who I've accepted as friend requests. Um, but again, I think that, I think that any person who's, who's starting out um, from scratch, should really think about what their target audience is. I think that's one. The other one I think is what what is your content type? So obviously if you're looking at like short form video, then like TikTok is the place to go or like, you know, Instagram reels or like YouTube shots. Um, if you're looking on like creating like a longer sort of like video style, um, maybe like longer documentary style videos that are maybe above 10 minutes long, then you probably go for YouTube. Um, Daniel, so you're, you're, you know, you're essentially in the podcast world. So you have like a range of places that you will post to. I'm sure Spotify is one of them. So like, it really depends on what, what, what is your media? So my, my chosen form of media is mostly text posts that are sort of under 3000 characters. So they can be read in under three to five minutes, basically. And obviously, like Instagram is more focused towards um, images. TikTok is all about short form video. Facebook is sort of like cross-functional. So it has video and, and it all works well with video, um, with text and with images. And LinkedIn, I found, works very well with mostly short text posts. Um, Twitter, of course, you're bounded by the number of characters. That's mostly text. So you, you also have to figure out what is your, what, what, what essentially is your, the, what is the media that you're generating? Um, I think that's really the second question. And then there's the third element, which is which is like the algorithm at play. The moment that you post a piece of content um, and you're starting from scratch, so you only have zero followers, right? Or you only have like 100 followers. Um, how quickly will be able to will, will, will you be able to arrive at that growth so that you can actually so that your content will actually be exposed to the people that you want to get it to? So I've, I've found, for example, um, you know, TikTok is another example, but with LinkedIn and TikTok, essentially the the growth, especially for people who are just starting out, I feel is much quicker than on than, than on other platforms where you're where, where you're really um, we really sort of bounded by your by, by the uh, connections that you initially have. Right. No, that completely makes sense to me, and I think that um, looking at what you're saying, um, I think that these are also really good and concrete tips. Um, so good that you also shared them as well. Um, I think that you know oh, you mentioned uh, a little bit about the um, your initiative um, on LinkedIn, how you got popular. So I want to get a little bit personal, and and I want you to tell me a little bit more about this uh, initiative of yours of. Uh, I post one idea a day. Um, so, why, how, uh, where, and uh, yeah, just tell me everything about it. <laughs> I've been looking for a creative outlet. I used to work in uh, journalism as a news writer, and now as a software developer, um, I have that creative outlet at work where you're basically building things. Especially that I was, I'm working on like a more product-facing um, project. So. I do get that sense of satisfaction of, of, of building at work, but I was also looking for maybe a little bit more outreach, 
expressing some of my thoughts. I'm someone who really loves writing. And, and I was, and, and I, and, and at the same time, I, I'm also a lot into, I'm also, I also like fly drones. I'm into video creation. And I basically, uh, last summer I, I created some videos. I did some drone work, drone work and I posted it on you know, Facebook, a few other platforms and the people who saw it loved it. Um, and then there were like a few additional likes and like a few, you know, a couple of people followed me, but I realized that really in order to sort of like generate buzz and to actually start building a brand, you need to post consistently it has to be at least, you know, on a regular basis. I'm not going to say once a day, cause like not, not everyone's able to do that. And it's obviously a sacrifice and it takes a lot of work, but I, but I felt that, you know, if, you know, if you wanted to build something, um, especially on social media, it has to be consistent because people, you know, people are logging in once a day, sometimes more than once a day. They're always searching for new content. So if you're only generating content once every week or once every two weeks, then then it's then it's much it takes it's much harder to build a following. It's it's, it's a lot slower. So initially, I thought that I would maybe try do it with video, you know, like creating short videos end to end. And and obviously that's that's quite difficult to to do unless you're like dedicated full time, which is something I'm un, un, basically unable to do between you know work responsibilities, family, and so forth. And I was really inspired sort of by by Nas Daily, like the Nas Daily effect, which is one video a day. And he's someone who who was able to basically sustain that for 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 one thousand days, which is incredible. But like the amount of work that takes that it takes to to basically end to end to create a video even if it's one minute long from the moment that you think of the idea to the moment that you've hit upload um is like at least 16 hours a day right and i just didn't have that amount of time so i began thinking what what what's sort of like a more um low overhead method of 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 achieving that consistency of once a day without spending 16 hours on it and then and then i thought okay well it'll, it'll be writing Right, because writing up a post is really just as simple as opening up your laptop, typing a few words, and then hitting upload, which could take anywhere between 15 minutes to you know one to two hours, depending on how much time you're really spending on that. So I decided that you know consistency is key. So that was basically my first decision. And the next decision was um, I'm gonna go, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna because of, because of my time limitations of like my personal life. I'm gonna I'm gonna choose writing as my as as my method of communication, and then, you know, I wasn't really active on LinkedIn at all. Like I opened up a profile in university a few years back. Never really used the platform. Um, sometimes I would just log in out of interest, and then like you know the, the kind of post that you stumble across is like this startup is announcing you know Series A for fifty million dollars. This person's announcing that they got a new job. Congratulations! So, like, very professional. Um, and then sometimes I would see that there'd also be uh, more discussion-based posts where someone would sort of upload a particular idea, or he'd have a who, or, or or he would have a particular opinion on something. And then I go into the comments section, and, and I saw that the that that the culture of discussion on LinkedIn was was generally more professional focused because it is a professional network. It was also generally cleaner. So then I thought to myself, um, okay, this is interesting. And I started basically following a few LinkedIn influencers in English about, you know, just the kind of thing that that they talk about, where a lot of it is related to LinkedIn branding and creating content. And then uh, and then the idea popped into my head after like a few weeks of, hey, I could do this. And then the question really became, 
uh, should I do it in English or in Hebrew? So the reason I chose to do it in Hebrew was um, there's a, a couple of reasons. The first one, obviously, Hebrew is not my first language. My my mother tongue is is English, but um, I live in Israel, so this is obviously the the lingua franca here. Um, also, I, I there was a lot of really good content being generated in English, but there was very little being generated in Hebrew. So I saw that this would be like a niche, sort of like a niche market where there's there's a lot of, I guess, demand because there are a lot of Israeli users of LinkedIn, but there just wasn't a lot of supply. So like usually the, the, the content on Hebrew just focused on, you know, either you're looking for a job or you're trying to hire someone or you're announcing some success at your company or startup. But there wasn't like any of that kind of um, really great discussion-based slash branding content in Hebrew that you had in English. So I thought that it was sort of like a niche market that wasn't being tapped into. And then I basically sort of arrived at all those three decisions that it would be LinkedIn, even though I'm cross-posting to other places as well, specifically LinkedIn, uh, writing in Hebrew, and the method would be writing as, as opposed to like a podcast or video or any other form of media. And then I basically just started and, uh, and, and very, very quickly people started engaging with the posts and, and the, ex, the exposures that I would get per post were exponentially larger than the number than the, than the following that I had at the time. So I started off with like 300 connections, which is like your average sort of like regular person has maybe two to 300 connections. So I, so each post would be getting maybe 10 or 20 times that amount of, of people who would view the post. And one of the things I liked about LinkedIn was that as a, as a creator, you actually get to see the number of people who see your posts. So that yeah. so even if the engagement in terms of like the action-based engagement of like someone leaving a comment or a like isn't high, when you see that number of the people who have actually seen your post is super high, um, it just, it also incentivizes you to keep going and just gives you that motivation that, okay, I'm on the right track. Let's keep doing this. Yeah, true. It gives you the reward um, kind of uh, system in your in your in, when you're creating um, to keep on going because you do see that you know things are that you're posting are reaching out um, to people and I I think that's also for myself it it has been obviously as a creator myself it has been really helpful as well to to see those numbers and it, and it helps I think as well um, to reward what you're doing. Um, obviously it's not the main reason why I'm doing it. I think everybody should uh, eventually find their reason why of doing something. So I'm also curious, like, you know, you spoke about your initiative a little bit about the, about the, the how, um, and where, but I'm just wondering from yourself, like what exactly triggered you, um, to, to start doing that? Obviously you said you, you have this key Uh, you know, like connection to being a writer before um, and uh, perhaps that's what you like to do. And that's also why you went ahead um, and post that. But is there maybe an underlying reasons on on why you really wanted to start such initiative to help out really people um, with your, you know, different ideas? So I was uh, basically even before I began this initiative on LinkedIn, I had friends reaching out to me all the time to ask for advice. So I have a lot of friends who are not in technical backgrounds and they would reach out to me and they would ask me questions like, you know, I'm thinking of transitioning into high tech. I don't know if I should study computer science or programming or do a boot camp. What, what's your opinion on that? 
So I would always get these kinds of questions from 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 friends, and it was kind of like like this sort of like ad hoc informal consulting that I would do just on a friendly one to one basis with with like my friends or my social group. Um, it was something I was doing beforehand, so it was very natural for me to sort of just like take what I was already doing on a one to one individual level and just like expand that on LinkedIn into like a more sort of generalize those questions. Cause a lot of people, a lot of people are asking it. A lot of people are trying to get into high tech. A lot of people want to figure out if it's right for them to study computer science and become a programmer or what other, you know, job opportunities exist there. And then just like take those, take that underlying need that people have and then just like write my own opinion on it, my own two cents, my own tips and advice. Um, and I just saw that there was a need for that. And it was something that I was doing before that. Um, having having a platform uh, like LinkedIn, where which essentially just amplifies that voice and gets it to more people, obviously just leads to leads to more engagement. Which which you know, as we mentioned before, it incentivizes the creator to keep on creating because because you you get like a, a deep sense of satisfaction from people consuming your work and in, interacting with it and enjoying it. But it was something that I was already doing it in you know beforehand. I see. Right. And I, I think maybe also like um, when I whenever I obviously looked a little bit about yourself and your background, I see that you were obviously, um, you know, like a, a mentor at different programs. And I think that's also something that, um, you know, you can sense that whenever you are trying to give your advice, you're giving it from really the point of view um, of that is trying to help and place yourself in the other person's shoes in a way um, and really give like um, you can say meaningful um, and helpful advices would you think that before somebody starts um, to you know do any kind of form of um, you know online branding or just in general content creating should you should they have any kind of characteristics that will help them to basically create content um, and better maybe or just in general, speak out their their opinions out loud. Yeah, I mean, like I think that everyone already naturally comes from you know a particular point of view, and when they start creating content online, they're going to sort of naturally answer a particular niche. Like I could tell you, my my wife, for example, she's very much into like yoga and mindfulness. She's also an instructor, so she's also thinking of of like branching out a little bit into social media, and she's not going to go and start talking about computer programming, right? Because that's not what interests her. It's also not what's her area of expertise. So obviously every single person sort of already comes with their background, with the things that interest them. Um, there's also the things that they're, you know, that that they're more or less better versed in or an expert in their occupation. Um, so I think that when sort of deciding, you know, which topics to focus on, I think that if you look at sort of, if you imagine a Venn diagram, where there's like a lot of different overlapping characteristics so one characteristic is these topics interest me. Another characteristic is this is what I'm good at or this is what I'm an expert in. Um, and then there's another characteristic of this is uh, what my target audience is interested in reading or this is what sort of the culture of the platform um, speaks about. And then if you look at sort of like that middle part between all three of those circles in the Venn diagram, you sort of arrive at that sweet spot of um, a list of topics that that you can discuss and you can talk about pretty confidently. Um, obviously, with social media, like anyone can write about whatever they want. Like you don't have to stick to any plan. You don't have to be bounded 
by anything. I just, I just feel that most people tend, even on a subconscious level, like not even without planning, on basically um, speaking about and discussing and producing content about topics that sort of align with all three of those characteristics. So, like if I if I look at myself, for example, um, I have many various interests, um, and not all of them essentially align with. I guess the culture of LinkedIn. So LinkedIn generally doesn't have as, as much political content um, or like history related content. Right? And those are two things I'm very interested in. I could write about those, um, but like it's, 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 it's less, it's less geared towards LinkedIn. And then there's, and then there's obviously the stuff that I'm good at or that I'm, you, you know, quote unquote, um, you know, well-versed in. So like my, my, my daily, day-to-day work occupation as software engineer and just like seeing you know how processes work in a large company like meta of like creating products from zero to one those are things i can talk about because i've seen it from the inside and then there's like the third aspect which is sort of the, the culture of i guess your target audience in, in in this in this case would be the target audience of like linkedin which is more geared towards professionalism finding jobs personal branding you know um learning stuff and so forth. So you sort of just take all those things together and you examine how they can, how they sort of interweave with one another. And then you can arrive at like a list of um, different topics. So I found really that the main topics that I speak about on LinkedIn sort of tick off all of those three boxes of the target audience, stuff that I'm interested or passionate about. and, And then also stuff that I'm you know, that I'm, that I've developed a reputation of like being known for. So stuff like personal branding, um, computer science degrees, or like entering into high tech, should you get a degree or should you not get a degree? What, what it, what it's like to work as a software developer in like a big company, um, you know, helping people get jobs into high tech, how to prepare for your technical interview or different interview tips. So those are those are kind of like the themes that, that I'll generally like discuss. And then underneath those themes, you can obviously just like keep on expanding and keep on giving more, more of your personal opinion information. And then you can basically arrive at an endless number of topics to, to, to write about. Nice. Oh, these are good, good, good stuff. Um, and, you know, like a little bit touching upon the... Um, what you mentioned uh when it comes to like um you know find what the audience wants and then what you want because that can be sometimes that in a way after you did your market research that the content that you know some of the the the, the platform expects or the the people accept, accept expect it's not exactly aligned with what you want right um to produce out there and to and maybe you know some people can disagree with your opinion how do you really um from you know a creator yourself how do you handle that yeah i i mean like uh, firstly i i'm very happy for people to disagree with me and i think it's great like robust debate is uh is is extremely important um and yeah i i i totally accept the claim that you know, firstly, anyone can write whatever they want, right? Like it's social media, it's totally free. It's free speech. Um, so it's, it, it's, it's not bounded at all. And I think that if someone, if someone wants to go out and, and like sort of be a trailblazer and start creating content um, that people aren't expecting or that catches people by surprise and they, and they get generate like a lot of engagement and a following from that, then like all the more power to them. I think that's great. Um so so yeah again like this 
it's it, it's very very open ended. I think that uh, for myself on on a personal level, like I could I could also start like writing my own political opinions on LinkedIn. I just I just feel like it's sort of like less relevant um, over there because because you know people don't really log into LinkedIn to hear someone's political opinions, right? They they they're on LinkedIn because they 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 want help to get a job because they want to learn something new because they're because they're interested about what it's like to work in a particular place so for me to sort of like insert my political opinions there even though I'm free to do that I just feel like it doesn't really help the cause of what people are searching there on that platform right like I could also so 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 I guess like there's also like a sensitivity that I that I personally have to my to to sort of like I guess the aims of the platform and like what I think people want. But again, like if somebody, if somebody wants to write about stuff that no one else is writing about or produce content on topics that no one else is producing, then I, I say go for it. Like I think that anyone who's engaged in the pursuit of creativity, you know, should be given more, should, 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 you know, should definitely be given a pat on the back and, and like, you know, don't obviously my, my, you know, my opinion, it's also a very loose opinion. Like I'm not like a strong uh, I'm not holding the, the, this like opinion particularly strongly. I, again, like it's a very low stakes discussion. We're, we're talking about which topic to write about on social media. Um, so, so yeah, I, I think that people should. I think that people should do you know w- what makes sense to them. Um, and uh, and, uh, and and yeah, but like if you're looking to sort of like generate a following and to create content consistently and for it to be successful, from what I've personally seen about myself, I think sticking to some of those. Sticking to some of those uh, characteristics um, definitely helps. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Great. Um, you know, one of the other things that I wanted to ask you, Avi, is uh, yeah, actually a post that you posted recently is about the um, the tip for having a like a, your profile uh, being the, like designed properly towards what you uh, you know want to convey. What's your message? So, you know, obviously you're more active on LinkedIn, so maybe we can uh, just uh, you know keep it to that. What would be your main tips for having um, you know a good looking uh, LinkedIn uh, profile? Yeah, so you want to have a profile pic that generates trust. So, you know, a professional looking headshot, um, the cover photo at the top shouldn't be around, in my opinion, shouldn't be just like a random cover photo. You could using PowerPoint or Canva or some other like free, uh, program generate a cover photo, which basically looks professional and maybe says one or two things about you, who you are and where you're working or where you're studying or, or what you're doing. Um, and 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 yeah, just to also like make sure that your resume section is is up to date. Also, make sure that the title that you choose for yourself also matches your experience. Um, so on the one hand, you don't want to like overshoot and say that you're a CEO if you're just like you know running a lemonade stand, you know, on like a local local park. Um, but at the other hand, you don't want to like underplay yourself either. Like so, you want to like present a truthful title about who you are and what you're doing and which company you're working at or what school you're at. Um, and, and then, and then I also see like a lot of people who are either looking to hire for their companies or they're looking for work will also like add a banner to their profile pic of like, I'm open to work or I'm hiring. So I see that kind of stuff open um, often. Um, so, yeah, so, so I guess that, that that's like the more profile section of just like um, 
designing your profile. And then there's the, and, and, and then there's like the, so, so that's like the, the, the most basic form of branding is like your sort of profile, profile page. And then there's the additional part of branding, which is like creating a personal brand, which is done through generating content. That's, and that's like, again, um, that's like a more of like a, obviously that's more of like a, uh, it takes a lot more effort. It's, it takes like, requires a lot of consistency on the side. Right, right. Okay, great. No, these are, <laughs> these are good tips. And I think maybe one of the, um, one of those tips I'm going to take to my own LinkedIn uh, is uh, about the cover uh, image maybe and also uh, perhaps search for a better profile <laughs> picture <laughs> but uh, these are good things to hear and I think um, you know since we're reaching to almost the end of the episode uh, Avi maybe you could um, you know shoot out you know your your top you know you mentioned a lot of things obviously during our talk uh, about you know like uh, for to extend your you know your branding but maybe just shoot up your you know top three tips for growing your network when it comes to like reaching out uh, to people and stuff like that top three tips um number one if you want to build a following and and and, and create and create like a strong personal brand start creating start creating content um and and obviously the the outline that i would use for content creation and like honing in on particular subjects is what we discussed before use the venn diagram approach of stuff that you're interested in stuff that the target audience wants to hear and stuff that you're good at or you're an expert at so that'll be one second thing is consistency so if you're posting one post a month and like you get 12 posts in a year um the effect that that would have would not be as strong as the effect of posting on a more regular basis and i just think that again this really depends on what your aims are but if you are looking to build like a very strong personal brand and get noticed and build a, a profile consistency is key um obviously then people will ask um you know like how how do i maintain high quality posts and also put out a large a large amount and i think that's i think that's a really really great question um I think that again, it's 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 very personal for, for like each person. But you could also again like the, the thing with consistency is it's not always about length. So even like a two to three line post that's very profound could achieve the same value as like a long three thousand character post that like took you two hours to write. So it's not necessarily about length. Um, it is about quality, but it's also about consistency. Um, that that'll be number two, and then and then number three, and I think the most important part is basically converting, converting those online connections into offline relationships. So kind of like what we're doing now. Um, you know, like you've reached you reached out to me through through LinkedIn, and I think like that's essentially like the the end game. It's creating those strong offline relationships that were that that were generated online. Essentially, you got noticed online, people connect to you online. But then offline is 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 really like face to face is where the magic happens, right? Because at the end of the day, you want to build those strong relationships. You want to build that community. So I think that sort of like three part process is 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 what I would say, um, like like what, what you know, the key to really like building a strong profile. Awesome, awesome. No, that's really good. Thank you so much for sharing these. And I, you know, one last thing, um, just to close it off, would you say that um, it would be mandatory um, for someone in order for them to, you know, achieve growth in their network um, to be 
active on social medias or or is there any other form of doing that to expand your network that you would you know think to work yeah it, it, again it, it's it's not mandatory um nothing's mandatory I, i think that social i think that social networks are powerful in the sense that they amplify your voice and the reach the reach that you have is beyond uh the, the reach that you can achieve on like a day-to-day basis of one-to-one interactions in the in the real world right like how like if if, if you write a post and 10,000 people view it that day what opportunities did you have offline to speak to 10,000 people at once uh, so on the one hand with social with social networks you have scale on the other hand the, the downside is that you're not individually interacting with with people on a one-to-one basis and you're not like forming those very strong links which you would get say in face-to-face relationships with your family or at the workplace with coworkers and so forth. So it's so it's not mandatory. You can also build your network um, offline and then like everyone who you're connecting to are people who you know personally, but the but the rate of growth would be would be slower because because people are people are bounded by like the amount of you know people you can have a conversation with on a day-to-day basis. But when it comes to social media, that can that can grow Um, way beyond what you're able to do as an individual in one day makes sense yeah definitely makes sense right awesome all right <laughs> i think that's been a you know great great talking with you avi thank you so much again for joining me uh, i enjoyed it uh, a lot and i hope that uh, this gives also value to the listeners um do you have any last words before we say goodbye it's been a pleasure daniel thanks so much for hosting me on your show thank you for listening to the danielfrey.me talks get access to previous episodes the transcript for today's show as well as other exclusive content at danielfrey.me